Calling all cheese lovers, is cheddar no longer cutting the mustard? Do you find brie bland and boring? If Stilton doesn't satisfy your taste buds anymore, then fear not. There's an all-new flavoursome cheese coming your way. Make sure to check out Gallo Cheese from Knobs. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 28 of Beer and Bants. My name's Chris. My name's James. And yeah, we'll go straight into our usual tried and tested. Now, this is a tried and tested that I haven't actually tried or tested before, James. Uh, this one's actually recommended to me by uh, Jack in Coventry. I believe you've had it before, though. I'm yeah, so I think it, we, we I think it was part of the inspiration for the Christmas advent we did this okay. year. Previous year, I did one with my dad where we just bought random beers on like our way home from work. And I think this is one, you know, not to name drop Waitrose, but one I picked up from Waitrose. So middle class, uh, you know. Uh, at the time, I think it was half price, and that's the only reason I did it. Oh, so half price, so it's like, yeah. Just Tesco price, yeah, not else, normal yeah. price basically <laughs> everywhere else. Um, but yeah, um, I think I think it just it was really intriguing with the kind of barrel age part of it. You know? Right. Okay. So, so yeah, this is from yeah. Innocent Gun, and it's called Blood Red Sky, which is a rum barrel red beer. Um, it's six point eight percent. It's I believe it's been fermented inside a, a rum barrel, so that yeah. should give you an extra dimension to the flavour. Uh, do you want to have a quick swig while I go through okay. the uh, usual blurb on the back? <laughs> Is so, that much of a blurb? Uh, I prefer more than I expected. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So it's blood red sky, sets a scene. Warm Caribbean sand, flickering candles, cold beer, and anticipation of the night to come. From this place came inspiration for this brew. Jamaican rum barrels meet Scottish red beer in an explosion of cool, spicy rum notes, vanilla and rich fruit. Find out how we put the barrels into the beer. What? what? Put the barrels into the beer. I didn't, I didn't read that right. At <laughs> you had to check though, because sometimes you can't read. So, but I mean, actually so, you I mean, did read it every right. Every time was... I actually start reading this thing, I've been <laughs> listening back to the recordings and go, I sound like an absolute imbecile. But yeah, that, like, that's that about that me too, I think. So um, yeah, so it's very dark in colour. Um, not, I'd probably say more kind of porter-esque colour-wise, maybe. Yeah, because it has that reddish tinge, doesn't it? Yeah, rather than just being kind of like, it has not that thickness thing, yeah. that you'd expect from like something like a uh, stout or anything. It's much more. It looks more light-bodied as well. Yeah, I think that, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, it holds up to light. You can see that kind of red tinge, kind of like a slightly darker uh, amber ale. Yeah. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, um, what's your verdict on that? Well, well my verdict, I will say, it's better than I remember it being, which is a positive. The other thing, of course, to say is that I had an incident about three weeks ago where I drank quite a lot of rum. You, <laughs> you might remember that. But I'm not going to lie, I completely forgot about it. Yeah, that. and so this is the first thing that's ever come close that I've had since because I've been avoiding it like hell. Um, but actually, it's not too bad. It's it's really pleasant. I think it's one of those where the, um, I think the fruit tones at the end especially, the aftertaste is really pleasant. And it does, I think it's a really good description because it does mix the two kind of that fruitier aspects of the rum but with that kind of red ale in terms of that kind yeah. of um, almost hit or strength to it so I'm, I'm curious to know what you think well about just on the aroma yeah. I haven't had a drink of anything yeah. like at the moment on the aroma I can smell a bit of the fruit so I do pick up those tones yeah. already a very subtle tint of rum nothing that's over yeah like oh my god like if it was like a whiskey one for me I pick up on the smell of whiskey straight away and I'd just be like the, the way I'd say it is it's almost the, the smell of rum that you might get from like a rum and coke. It's mm. kind of it's kind of weakened down, but you can definitely get that kind of fruitiness from it in terms of aroma. But um, I don't know, it's really pleasant. I think sometimes it, if we think of like a Scottish red red uh, ale by itself or something like that, that tends to be quite sharp, but also mm. one dimensional, not normally that complex because they aren't that kind of beer, if I'm honest. It's all about kind of strength more than anything, whereas actually this is quite a complex beer and there's a lot of different flavours there and I, I think it's quite good. I actually disagree. I don't think it's... 
particularly complex, but I do think it's a very pleasant beer. So I'll get the initial kind of like roasted caramel kind of tones at the start, which you kind of expect from this sort of style of yeah. beer. And then a very subtle hint of rum and fruitiness towards the end. But that's... Well, I see, I'm getting a lot of fruitiness, but also that a lot of sweetness towards the aftertaste as well, because it gets a lot sweeter towards the end as well. But um, for me, that would point. kind of incorporates like just, yeah. just what I would expect from like a rum, but I tend to drink more like the darker rums and stuff anyway. Yeah, so. probably, yeah. Like spice rums, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, so, so that you, kind yeah, of, that's so you kind what of... I generally associate with those type of flavour yeah. profiles anyway. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's very, very nice. It's very, very drinkable. It does not taste 6.8% in the slightest. Which, which is the thing. And I think this is why, comparing it to something like a porter, <clears> which is a similar strength sometimes, yeah. It's got that fruitiness, no strength to it at all in that way. Like it, it actually tastes really pleasant, and I mm. think there's there's maybe a, a little bit hint of the alcoholic strength at the end as like kind of an aftertaste almost. Because like, it's something that if you leave it a little bit, you do start kind of almost. But it doesn't fall out of place up. because that's what you would naturally expect with, with the rum. Exactly. So and that's it thing, kind so. of yeah, it, it, it is yeah. It's very very well balanced. I'm finding it very very enjoyable. Dangerously sessionable, I would say that is. Yeah, six point eight percent is crazy. I think. Yeah, that uh, is. you can easily drink and like you know smash about six or eight bottles of these and then wonder why your legs don't work. Well, that's what happened toilet. to me three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but was, it wasn't bottles, bottles of rum. Yeah, bottles yeah. of bum. Yeah. Uh, bottles of bum. Sorry, uh, I didn't mean to hurt you. Then I do apologise. Uh, <laughs> oh, what will my boyfriend Ellis think? Oh. <laughs> All right. So James, uh, that was the tried and tested. So. Recently, I thought I'd be talking about some life experiences that I've uh, been going through. Sorry, life experiences? Uh, okay. It's just general old man okay. talk, but essentially. General old man talk. Yeah, because yeah. I'm, I'm an oh. old man now. So. so basically all the dribble that I get, you're just going to now put onto them? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll change it up a bit. Yeah. So, is this uh, going to be your Greg Davis routine? <laughs> you no, know, this is why there you is no off. big blue bear. <laughs> oh. oh that's good yeah that's a good show I like that um, <laughs> we won't explain that that's a good insight they get it they yeah. get it but, yeah if you haven't seen yeah. your Magnificent Beast I suggest you yeah. watch it well the bear um, does get it doesn't it bear? <laughs> oh god mm, very crisp right so um, <laughs> old man I've, talk yeah yeah so old man talk I recently <laughs> upgraded my uh Broadband package, James. Ooh, okay, so, uh, I mean, you you had quite a nice package before. Well, I have been told many yeah, occasions. But... Um, but yeah, so I've updated my uh, broadband package. So basically, we've gone to a, a bigger provider. So we've got a much wider selection of TV channels. So upgraded from the normal free view up to um, TiVo. So got over two hundred channels. No, that's great. And anything else to watch? You now, there's nothing. Yeah. To actually want to watch on those channels I just, I've got more yeah because even with five channels it's hard to find something to watch yeah. so more choice yeah, no so, good content yeah okay yeah so essentially so um, still watching Disney Plus more options. <laughs> no no actually not quite no um, you know got the better speed broadband as well so hopefully you know when we have to do things more remotely there won't be any more uh, buffering issues buffering issues like we had previously during our uh, first lockdown oh god um, but yes so I'm like, having flashback nightmares to that well it's quite funny because I was like okay so I'm, I'm paying for these extra channels I'm gonna there'll be more to choose from lots more different things a lot more variety so every time I come in I'm uh, scooting through the TV guide absolutely nothing that draws me in so I inevitably fall back into an old routine um, whereas I basically end up watching documentaries okay more specifically, documentaries about chips, 
which my wife absolutely loves. I think she forgot about my obsessions. Sorry, with, uh, documentary of chips. No ships. Ships. Okay, sorry. I thought you said chips, and I was getting very confused. I thought how chips are made. How many documentaries can there be of how French fries are made? Maybe that's uh, something you can use as a spin-off, James. The <laughs> chip documentaries. Chip documentary. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's a, basically, I've just become started becoming slowly obsessed with ship documentaries again. So combination of oh, ones God. where um, I should should explain to people he's currently wearing a sailor outfit as we're talking. Oh <laughs> 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 Um but yeah so like ones about like where ships get like wrecked and stuff like that how things like kinda of get um how they have to rescue people, uh how these engineering projects go wrong. Um my big one that I'm really into at the moment is basically where they have to like lay things like gas or oil lines across okay. the bed of the ocean and like watching like how it all starts from a okay, process yeah, yeah. going all the way through. So I, mean, I, can, I can imagine it being interesting. I mean, oh, it's just I the amount of documentaries there are, I'm just like. I, I can't say because honestly, the TV I've been watching is equally <laughs> trashy. It's things like me, me and my girlfriend are currently going through a come dine with me phase again. Again, just equally trashy TV. No, so so. early right. versions of come dine with me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what we're like, start of the season. But then when everything kind of had to have a theme, everybody had to be personal, and to be honest, it ruined it for me. It was more the simplicity that Yeah, no, there's it. no theme. It's just like that one person who's really kind of like aggressive to people's face or like behind camera or stuff, or like they have a meltdown. That's what we watch it for, the drama. Well, the main like, the know. main reason why I kind of get into these like ship documentaries is because um, it's what, basically, you see the whole planet and you've seen people like play like, billions and billions of pounds or dollars into like these old projects and stuff like that so i remember the one where um it was essentially it was a oil line that was going to be pumping things through so they created this whole structure which was absolutely huge it's probably the size of like four decent uh three bed detached houses like you know stacked up like yeah. a big cube that sort of size but cube wise uh, and the whole idea of this machine was basically to uh, pump the oil through and keep the pressure maintained all the way through the pipelines, all the way up to the um, receivers at the end. So with that, they've spent all this money, they've custom built this ship to transport the thing through yeah. the middle of it to try and stop the rough seas affecting when they're laying the, uh, like the box down and everything like the seabed. Yeah, yeah. So everything's lined up. They spent all this money. They got all these really smart people from all around the world. Yeah, cool. Lowering it onto the seabed, lands perfect. They managed to budget in takes about like ten hours, but like literally inching things into place. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Lands down. What happens then? Does it all sit in place? No, no, no. The simple catch that just holds it in place. And yeah, that doesn't work. Scraps the whole project. You need to bring it back up. That's two million pounds. Like, two billion pounds. Well, sorry, the catch to keep it secure to the. Yeah, yeah, complete. Doesn't work. So. Strip it up, start again. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but the one thing you would have thought, like, okay, we've got to put something under the sea, attach it to the floor. That's probably the, the thing. How do we keep it down and, like, oh, yeah. keep it but securely it's all, attached? It's always, it's always something simple. <laughs> ruins them, and this is the reason why I get so engrossed in them. My wife oh. absolutely despises them. She's sitting there on the phone, like, reading or, yeah. like, reading, like, on Facebook or whatever. I'm, like, completely engrossed. And when that finishes, I'll find another one. And she's yeah. like, Really? It's about, I can't even because it's the kind of fun things that I used to try, like watch with like space exploration and stuff because you're right it is always the stupid little things like you know like internal stuff that they haven't thought about because they thought they spent all this money outside making sure they protect the you know the cargo and the ship and everything and then inside the rocket it'll be some toilet or some electric appliance yeah. that doesn't work and yeah we, we can't do it sorry yeah 
just not going to well, work because that one thing doesn't work. Well, another it? one I watched was um, <laughs> they were like a gas line from uh, Norway to the UK. And basically, sorry, I would say what I love is we talked on the podcast outside in production meeting. We've always said we don't want to we we don't want any topic that's too specific that might put yeah. people off. Yeah. No, no, th- this isn't this isn't that idea. I just want to make. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, gas lines, gas- yeah, so the gas line. <laughs> so this massive ship has basically got this rig on the back, which is it, the whole idea is it, it's supposed to bend and move with the uh, flow of the sea while still keeping the gas line laid perfectly. Okay, and as they're basically just connecting chunks of this gas line as it's going down, and you're watching it, and it's going through and everything, and you're like, well, to be fair, quite it looks impressive. impressive. Yeah, well, the whole idea is they have to get um, they laser mark a target on the bottom of the seabed for about 400 metres down and it's only 3 metres by 3 metres and they have to try and hit, get inside and like they're hitting it with like 12 centimetres accuracy from the dead centre you're like that is impressive but well, I think no yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it's clear that you oh, oh I'm loving it can you tell honestly can I just say because we made a similar comment when I got really enthusiastic about Pokemon this is your moment Bro, this like is those. the most enthusiastic um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but the best part about it is yeah. this is yeah, sorry, yeah, you know yeah, the best yeah. part so they're there they're laying this for days and then all of a sudden they get a warning that the weather's about to change and essentially they, they've got two choices the captain has two choices carry on laying it or carry just stop and or literally cut, right it, off the whole cut thing. it off and drop it and they've basically got 12 hours to <laughs> assess what they're doing and it's like and the captain's there, like you know, obsessing everything, constantly watching the radar. Is like, because what will happen is if the if the weather gets too rough, that rig that bends and lays the pipe at the back, if it overextends, it'll basically snap off and just ruin the whole lot. And the rig is more important than the gas pipe, yeah, because it's far more expensive. Yeah. So yeah, twelve hours in, like yeah, okay, cut it. So cut it off. Does that mean they have to start from the start again? Yeah. Oh wow, jeez. <laughs> it's like it's okay. We'll we'll come back and pick it up. <laughs> You're like, okay, go. Wow. Um, yeah, this type of stuff I found absolutely yeah. fascinating. So I just, I love, I love the idea of you know your wife saying, "Can you just stop talking to me about? It? Can you just talk about it on your podcast? Just talk <laughs> about it on your podcast. Like, you know, talk to James about it. Like, you, you, you may not be wrong about that, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, that's type of stuff. That's I think that's the one thing I have missed about going to different previews. Yeah, yeah, and then coming back to something where there's a, a bigger channel selection yeah I agree because to be fair as, as stupid as those shows I might I might be joking about the, the budget of just trying to film that and actually the production of it is incredibly expensive which is why you can't have them on the like on like mainstream TV that's why you have to have like you know the whole special documentaries on special channels that cost well, a lot like more and that's things documentary so. sort of style things anyway yeah well, you are kind of you like learning new things like you are yeah. one of those people who just like yeah well I love the anything based around like engineering so I used to love things like Mythbusters and stuff as well so I mean I know it's a very old programme have you watched the new um, Richard Hammond one big yes yeah great Absolutely fantastic. I was I was half and half. I find it too cheesy. I don't like the way they use the prison to try and like lead into it a little bit in terms of the storytelling. Which like, one's that? Is it big? No, I don't think it is. Because I'm the Great Escapists. Oh no no, I'm watching Big. Oh okay okay. So the Great Escapists is the one where they're on a desert island, but he's his co-host is a guy from MythBusters as well. Oh no, I haven't seen that. No, no. Oh okay. The okay. I've been watching is Big. Then, so basically, I won't talk. We'll talk about that. We'll save that goal for another podcast. Well, that's something else to uh, annoy my wife with. Yeah yeah yeah. Because um, that, that is a similar like trapped on a desert island, but they've got and got to build stuff from what they've got there to things. So it's a similar element to MythBusters, but a bit narrative to it as well with. Yeah. Oh no! So basically, what happened with Richard Hammond's big? It's um, there's 
grand, massive like um, engineering projects. So one I was watching the other day was uh, they are basically uh, drilling a massive tunnel through from Italy through to uh, Austria. Okay. And it's a how all the different elements of it like come to yep. play and. Um, there's one part of the tunnel where it's only literally like 13 metres below a riverbed so it's not actually solid rock and yeah. they have to create an engineering way so the tunnel can go through without it collapsing and then build like, it without it all collapsing yeah. so what they do is basically throw nitrogen at it to freeze it drill through whilst it's frozen and then structurally support it structuring yeah. and then it's a um it's essentially like a concrete, but with metal shards in, okay, crossed yeah. over like a metal frame. So they throw it on while it's still frozen, and then that becomes solid. And then they have to put a waterproof plastic um, sheet where they actually use like a plastic welder to put it together because it can't be at any slight rip because anything the structure the whole, thing, whole yeah. lot will come down. And yeah, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah great. No, that is good. Because yeah, the, the, one of the best engineering stories that I love, uh, I think it was from like QI or something, but the, when they did the English Channel, they used those massive like drills, mm. and then all they did Same at thing. the end, yeah. all they did at the end turn was make them bury into the ground. That's what they did. No, they didn't. Like, they turned them thing. off to the sides. Uh, no, so the ones I think in England they buried to the ground. I think French they saved them and tried to like because some of them are still there and stuff. But th- th- there was no use for them outside of it. Yeah, so that, the, the, that, that site was one of the big things because they then they were building something. Oh, as in they dug to the site. Yeah. Oh, I thought. Sorry, yeah, so I meant, they didn't go. Oh, sorry, I meant more they, like just bury. Yeah, bury yeah. Literally, all they did was which is crazy. They dug them straight, right. and then once they got them straight, they're like, "Cool, we've done that bit now." So they literally veered it off to the side, yeah. dug into the side. Because it was it was better than trying to get them out in one piece. Yeah, yeah. And Fra- no, so France actually tr- got one out because they wanted it to kind of say to be a big symbol whereas like British people less patriotic they were like Stunning job yeah, yeah get rid of it first scrap mouth crack on <laughs> uh, right so that was the innocent good blood innocent gun. gun innocent gun uh, blood red sky it's uh, apparently the rum yeah. if only it was well. a ship then it would be fine I suppose rum kind of works with that there you go well, actually, very briefly before we go on to the next okay. one, uh, when I was younger, um, we went, I think it's about six or seven, I think I've told you this story, uh, about six or seven, we went down to Portsmouth for Navy Day, Okay. and basically in Portsmouth in the UK, Navy Day, all the big ships come in, it's a big thing to like kind of like hype yeah. up being in the Navy. Oh, and get, I was a sea scout, yeah. Um, Seaman in there, weren't you? Um, <laughs> But yeah, so we went down, and uh, while we're down there, I'm, I'm fascinated by ships anyway, and in case anybody hadn't figured it out by now. Um, oh, they know. <laughs> they know. So I basically um, went missing, and my mum was in, like, blind panic, couldn't find me anywhere. Um, and anybody who's been to Navy Day, you can know how busy it is, there's just so yeah. many people. And yeah, about, um, about 20 minutes later uh, my mum saw me being marched off a submarine by some of the sailors because I'd managed to snuck up, uh, sneak on somehow <laughs> oh. so it wasn't a case of I was de- like trying to stay away or anything like that I was, you know you could become, when you're a kid and you you're blind yeah, yeah, like, I was yeah. just like in awe of these yeah, things yeah. and I wanted to go and like, see what it was yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah so that caused my mum to have uh, mild aneurysm just in the meantime wait until your child does the same <laughs> Uh, give me time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh. not far off already. Uh, right, so the pizza fork for this episode is from the Isle of Sky Brewing Company, and it is called Sky Black. Now, I've had Sky Gold before. Well, this is what I was trying to figure out, whether I've had it, because I've definitely had Sky Gold as well, and we, I have some Sky, but I don't... We had the one with the Michelin star chef. Oh, yeah. That was at Year Ben, which was utter crap. 
Yeah, which shows <laughs> chefs should not be. <laughs> yeah, chefs stick to cooking, not brewing. Uh, so, uh, Sky Black. That'd be good for a t-shirt, that. There you go. Merchandise. <laughs> uh, right, well, I'll let you have a swig while okay. we go through the blurb. So, it's 4.5%. Um, it's very... It's very, very dark, dark, but it's very... It's almost got kind of like well. that stout porter <clears throat> feel to it. In terms yeah, of like very much so. So, a malted barley creates the traditional taste of Scottish ale. The roasted variant is the darkest of them all, so we balance it... Uh, balance its bitterness with the sweetness of rolled roasted oats and pure Scottish heather honey. The taste of challenger hops is there too, but never overbearing. No other ale is brewed like this or tastes like this. So they've gone very much on the, uh, you know, it's very unique. You're looking very confused, I would say. Not yeah, even quizzical, I mean, it's very confused. It's confused because, yeah, I mean... I'm not. I'm not getting much to it. If I'm honest, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. This is the one thing I did think about this bit when this, um, yeah, it's, I picked it for the lineup. I was like, "This has got potential to be either really overpowering or just nothing." It's nothing. I think that it is right. severely lacking in in kind of some flavour. That because it's got that kind of porter smell. To yeah, it does. It's got that, ar- yeah. that aroma. I don't smell any of the honey or anything like that. If I'm honest, it tastes in a way a bit more like a stout than a porter in terms of like just body because it is a lot smoother. But it's almost like a bitter, if I hate to say. Like it's that kind of feel to it because it just is very watered down and very little flavour to it at all. Like there's no aftertaste in that kind of way for me. Like it's that is it's a not, yeah, like, a stout ale hybrid. Um, yes, I will say it's incredibly sessionable. Oh, it's very easy drinking. Yeah, and that's um, does not you get that again? You get the burnt kind of stouty flavour that at the initial part of it. Yeah, but then it kind of tapers off where the stout kind yeah, of carries and, that flavour. Yeah, I know through. you hate that word, but it's uh, you kind of kind of <laughs> almost get some creaminess towards the end, and that's <laughs> it. <laughs> creaminess towards the end, and that's it. So um, okay, see, then yeah. calm down. Um, no, to be honest, I actually don't get anything. It's just like yeah. it's you get that initial hit of what you would expect from like a stout or a porter, but then it kind of fades off. There's no real. There's a, maybe a slight tinge of sweetness, but I don't really pick up any of the fruit tones. No. I don't pick anything. Up. It, it's, it, it is literally just a easy drinking. It's, it's for me. It's, it's lacking beer. something in the body. Like the, the thing that's making it not a stout is stouts tend to be a little bit more heavy bodied than something there, and it just it feels far more light and watered down, and it's almost yeah I don't know that is missing like one extra hop yeah some, something different yeah, just yeah. to throw a bit of complexity into it and then that would and actually I think you're right there is some sweetness at, sweetness at the start yeah. so actually some kind of bitterness actually might actually you know just balance it out a little but bit but it hasn't got to be an overpowering yeah flavor. yeah it's just, just something one, yeah. something to give it a little bit of an extra depth to it a little bit extra a, a yeah. different dynamic um, it's very easy drinking I'm, it's not offensive in any way shape or form so if anybody hasn't tried this and they're concerned that it might be um, too in your face it's far more easy drinking than the Blood Red Sky yeah. I think I'm disagreeing because the aroma is so full as mm. well like, it's such a full bodied aroma that actually just things like this are the type of beers mm. you, you would see that and go mm, I want to try that yeah. and I you could, would go, for me yeah. I would drink this more than you yeah. because it doesn't take but you probably it's the kind of thing you'd probably avoid bluntly speaking because it's generally yeah Yeah. so so it's one of the ones it's actually easy drinking it's very sessionable but you would have to go on a recommendation or to buy it rather than you know just going on your own accord and I probably wouldn't recommend it if I'm honest <laughs> it's <laughs> easy save this save this gold for the end it's a very easy drink it's not offensive and to be honest if I saw it on tap the thing I is for me personally it's not worth trying the, the, best, <laughs> way, like, the best way to describe it is an Alfa Romeo okay so Alfa Romeo's 
their cars as an actual car they're really enjoyable would you recommend it to somebody no why because they're red colour so it's one of the things of this it's very very sessionable very easy drinking would I recommend it to somebody no but I still buy a pint of it myself it's still what I want (laughs) (laughs) you know it's it's that weird me did that noise again that was great me that was Sorry. I'm going to voice acting next. Yeah, yeah. No, um, what you heard it here first, folks. With this act, with the accent. Oh, I can't even speak. Yeah, super. voice acting. Sorry, is that the clip for the audition? I can't even speak. Sorry, I've got, <laughs> so, so, something's gone wrong in the brain. I uh, need to go and take some baby aspirin just to sort it out. I think. Um, <laughs> right, James. Okay, so <laughs> please move on very swiftly. To move on from this. Um, so the thing I've been thinking about most recently, I think it's it's because of lockdown more than anything else, and I'm getting sick of being in the house. All I've been thinking about is getting away from the house, and I'm not lying. <laughs> I spent weeks, considering I'm looking at moving out as well, like looking at flats. I'm also yeah. looking at holidays the other fifty percent oh, right, of the okay. time, just like wanting to get away. And it's just getting to that point where I don't know. It's just I think it's because you can't go anywhere. The world feels so big at the moment that, yeah. you know, everything's so far away that I honestly, at the moment, I would just love to be on a beach with like a beer in, in the sun. And I think also, it doesn't help that my sister, of course, is, is in Australia at the moment and that just, yeah. it hurts a little bit to know that she's in her summer and, you know, she's got a jacuzzi and, uh, you know, she, she's loving life and I'm like, I'm a bit bitter. I'm jealous <laughs> and bitter, right? So, uh, I don't know. Um, and it was, I, I think it was just coming to me. I think it was one of those where I was like, going to ask you where, if you could be anywhere at the moment or kind of in the world, where would you want to be? Because I know there's a lot of places on holiday. Normally, you know, so. my go-to is Greece. Um, Which would be mine at the moment, I think. Yeah, I, so. I love going to Cyprus and stuff like that. However, I do follow quite a lot of Greek stuff as well. And they're actually in the middle of a freak snowstorm. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> so, if you actually look at Athens at the moment, literally the whole place is literally just covered in snow. So, wow, it's... Um, yeah, so, like, what you would expect a normal sorry, sorry, warm place to be. That's not a sunny beach I want, Chris. Uh, let's put it that way. <laughs> you could go to Athens for a skiing holiday. <laughs> yeah, you probably could at the minute, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it's one of those ones that, actually, at the moment, you probably couldn't go anywhere and you get a lot of... Warmth where we mm. would normally go to from the UK, so somewhere like Spain, no. Greece. It doesn't actually need to be at this time. I just meant more like when lockdown's over. Is there anywhere you particularly would like to go if COVID wasn't here anymore? So you know, if that. Makes um, sense. If I was going to go somewhere so. that I know and familiar and love, Paphos in Cyprus is obviously always going to be my first I'm choice. Like, your your recommendation is the very reason I want to go so bad. I love because it because I love Corfu, and you were like, go. go. Go Cypress, go Pathos. Cool. Corfu's got some really good elements. To be yeah. fair, I've, to be honest, the food is probably slightly better than Corfu. Yeah, and that strip club we went to and watched the boxing that was really good too, right? <laughs> pirate bar, James. Pirate, sorry, pirate, bar. Sorry, pirate bar. That's why you were dressed that way. Yeah, we don't, pirate. We don't, bar. we don't look at the blue lights. Pirate bar. But yes, the, the food's probably slightly nicer in uh, Corfu. To be fair, because the food was. Uh, Every time together, yeah. we've had some amazing food. Well, I think we're, we're both big fans of Greek food, so... Yeah. yeah. Um, but to be honest, with Paphos, it's more about the... It's much more chilled. Uh, there's much more um, variety as well, probably because it is obviously very close to uh, Turkey, so you've got those type of yeah. influences, and uh, it's very close to... Um, is it like Iran and stuff like that? So you can obviously tell like things like yeah, that. Yeah, you've got like, influences in, in... Things would have influenced the food yeah. Yeah. as things have developed... Um, where Corfu is obviously the opposite side, so that had more of a European influence yeah. in that type of spec, like more like Italian kind of influence and that type of thing. So, um, yeah, generally, um, 
Greece is always my go-to. Paphos is my favourite. I love Paphos, like, hands down. Yeah. But if I'm going to go somewhere new, if I'm honest, the place I actually really want to go to is Chile. Okay. I've always had a fascination with I've uh, always, Chile and Peru. Yeah. Peru, see Peru. I've like Machu Picchu or something like that. I would actually yeah. be a big fan of. Well, the thing is, though, uh, like that kind of like ancient history on top of like what is quite a beautiful country as well. Yeah, you know. I mean, Machu Picchu obviously is like one of the places that everybody wants to go and visit something yeah. because it's it's so steeped in that mist like mystique and mystery. It's that yeah. you know, it's such a special for me, place. For, for me, more than pyramids, <clears throat> I've never seen the fascination with going to Egypt and the pyramids. In my opinion, it's not a particular thing, but. Uh, it's a difference for me in yeah. terms of that. Like, I want. I've never wanted to go to the pyramids. However, I think a lot of that is now because of the fact it's been ruined by the tourism. Yeah. Well, so you, had that, you had that guy like uh, last year or something. He was uh, arrested because he climbed up to the top because he wanted to parkour and like take a picture on top of the pyramid. And it's just no respect for for the the history yeah. that's there. Right. It's like you know. And the thing is, these structures, like, although they're very big, they are very old, yeah, and very want, fragile. Yeah, so, and they've lasted that long for a reason. Right? Yeah, you know, because they've been protected. So idiots like that doing things like could easily yeah. cause one of them to be wiped out. And yeah. it is very. I I think you've hit the nail on the head. Disrespectful is possibly yeah. the most important thing about that. And yeah, like, you you can't. Well, thing is, it's a tourist who clearly just <clears throat> wants to see it for himself. But then at the same time, it's not like, a tourist. It's that's like, oh, no, like no. an Instagramer or a, a TikToker oh, yeah. just trying to. Well, that's why I said tourist. But but the, you know, in that way, clearly no respect for it. Whereas people, you know, although it's quite ancient history, they still have a lot of respect for it and a lot of pride for it because you know, if Egypt yeah. is particularly, it's a big symbol for them, right? In terms of that that national identity, almost, and just yeah, I'll just walk up your national identity and stand on top of it. You know, it's akin to burning a flag in like American flag yeah. in American stuff. Like what you? Why would you do it's it? The like, it's the whole influencer like, thing. I think the. Th- I think influencers uh, from the whole social media culture, it's kind of come away from people get paid for doing stupid stuff. So then people, once they get recognised for doing something stupid, they then have to go bigger and better. They can't maintain it because otherwise they lose followers. And it's that whole thing of just trying to do something bigger all the way. Exactly, it's the fascination. Because also as a viewer, you're thinking, actually... I've never seen what it looks like if you climbed up to the top. So you're fascinated by the idea. You know, it's the same way I um I, I used to watch a parkourer who who went through loads of abandoned buildings and stuff like that and actually yeah. went through some of it. And so like, you know, he parkoured through like Chernobyl, he's parkoured through loads of he actually it's the same person who parkoured through um the old power gen building that used to be by us. Oh right. Okay. And stuff like that. And just the fascination of these buildings that you know, but you've never been inside. You may yeah. never be able to go inside and just be able to see what it's like and all that stuff yeah. is fascinating. But at the same time, they are breaking the law. <laughs> They are doing stuff and they shouldn't, and you're almost encouraging them by watching it. But it's so hard not to watch as yeah. well, and that's that's the problem as well. And it does get to that. You well, know, some of the, the you history know. and the things that you wouldn't experience, but where you get like it's the other kind of influence yeah, yeah. for me, where yeah. you're just like, oh, look at me because I'm drinking this. Oh, look at me because I'm wearing that. I'm like, yeah. oh, it's the people Jump who look, carefully place a Gucci bag in the back of a picture yeah. or something. Don't that would never happen on this podcast. That's for sure. Well, no, because I'm too tight for a start. But. Um, <laughs> It's more the case of like is that, also. Is that an Audi bag in the background? Mm, <laughs> yes. Uh, they don't mate. Can't afford Audi. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think Audi is probably the best supermarket there is, Chris. Uh, I'm more of a fan of the little. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, not about this. Obviously, a lot of people don't understand. The, yeah, no, uh, but the few that do, they'll appreciate that little joke. That's all I'm asking. Anyway. Um, yeah. Right. So that was uh, Sky Black. It has gone down really, really easily. Yeah. I will say, and, and actually this, this is something I was going to mention towards the end, it has also got 
a little bit more flavoursome yeah. afterwards. And I think maybe, maybe because of the, again, the, the previous beer, because of Rumbau, I don't know. Yeah, um, possibly. Um, but no, actually, I found it quite in- yeah. drinkable, really. Yeah. I'm on you. So, uh, right, that was the um, Peter Falk for this episode. Now, the Around the World is all the way from Virginia in West the US of A. No, it wasn't West, no, was not it? West Virginia. It wasn't Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. Virginia. No. So, yeah. Sorry, I just want to sing, sorry. Um, any, any excuse. I want to break free. Um, so, this is uh, El Guavo. No, it's not. El Guapo. <laughs> Sorry, really good audition tape for the uh, voice actor. Right. This is great. People, okay. would, people will edit that out. We don't. At some point, <laughs> there will be some voice acting work for an imbecile, in which case I'll be perfectly suited for that and I won't even need to try. Yeah? The bloke who uh, did Mater for Cars, you know, he literally doesn't put on a voice, he just talks. Yeah. What, what I would <clears> say <throat> is, uh, you know, I, this is all on that. Chris Chris is actually highly intellectual and he talks with a very posh English accent outside of this podcast. So this is all an act. It's a facade. This yeah. is more posh English <laughs> accent. <laughs> this is so people can understand me. What I, what I think we need to do, there, there needs to be an episode special where you just speak like proper black country. Like you let it go like really deep. Which would be fine in Dudley, but everybody else would be confused. Yeah, but the, I think that would be the joke though. Just one episode <laughs> where you don't, you don't really think about it. You just do it for the sake of it. Just so people can understand like just, the amount of effort you go into just so they understand what you say. I do that at work. So every now and again, someone will call me a Brummie. I'm like, I'm not a Brummie, I'm from the black country. And then, oh yeah, calling you a Brummie really triggers you. So exactly. make a point, yeah. So, um, you know, <laughs> my manager, I have to tell me down a bit. But, um, <laughs> Sorry, they made you a manager? Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Idiots. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they'll say something, they'll call me a Brummie. I'm like, no, it's black country. It's like, well, what's the difference? And then I'll go full black country on them and then they... Just look at me. Sorry, when you say like you go full blank, I imagine you just like hitting them like with some like karate style or something. No, no, but just, yeah, yeah. Just the words. The words just are the, enough. Just the words. <laughs> just the sheer confusion on their face. Anyway, back to the beer. So El Guapo, not El Guapo. Yeah. Uh, it's an agave IPA. So I have no idea what agave is. Agave. Uh, is that the type of? Um, I'm assuming hop. it's a fruit or a hop. One of the others. Either way, it's, it's uh, 7.5%. If it's a fruit, I've never heard of it, so I'm guessing it's a hop. I'm... Possibly. Well, have a bash of that and I'll read the usual rubbish. So, El Guapo translated the handsome one, which is definitely not based on you. Uh, looks sexy and smells beautiful and tastes great. El Guapo is medium bodied. I don't think they like a Sierra Indian Nevada, Nevada kind ale. of uh, vibe to it. Wait, so you keep on talking about halfway through. Um, Sorry, yeah, yeah, the, carry on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so let yeah, me have these. Uh, Things about the production meter, about you talking over at certain points, yeah? I mean, that's always the key. Um, so, so but, your, but your voice acting is so good, Chris. I, I didn't think it would matter if I interrupted you. Like, surely nothing would put you off. So, Aguapo or am I is wrong? a medium... Oh, I'm going to hurt you so much in a minute. <laughs> Aguapo is a medium-bodied agave Indian pale ale with a pleasant citrus nose, notes of sweet caramel, and finishes with a smooth bitterness. So, this kind of sounds like a one that's a balance between... What I like and what you like out of an IPA. So uh, it's seven point five percent. Come on then, I'm you're so desperate to talk. So you please crack on. <laughs> Sorry, I'm waiting for you to kick me under the table. Oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm not stupid. Oh. I'm not going to do it on the recording, am I? <laughs> There's going to be no evidence of the marks you're going to leave on. Exactly. It's a uh, what is it? A bar of soap inside a sock doesn't leave any marks. Cool. Is that true? Apparently, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That was a stupid question. <laughs> That's it, mate. You you were <laughs> really asking right for up. it. I know. Wow. I know. I was going to say it reminds me a little bit of Sierra Nevada. <laughs> is what I was going to say. Like, no, a little bit more like, fruity. Thing. 
Uh, I think it doesn't tell me what hops in it. That's the uh, thing. Agave. <laughs> but it doesn't say. Yeah, it does. No, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So it could be a hop. Uh, I'm worried I mean, about seven point five. If I'm we probably should have researched it, but the thing is, I actually purposely didn't. Okay, it, well, I wanted to know what the surprise was. Well, you, you have a go and and see. Pardon? <laughs> you have a go and tell me what you think. The handsome one looks sexy, I mean, smells beautiful, and tastes great. Well, along Come those on, lines, when I was at work uh, yesterday, uh, one of the girls asked me for some help, and he was like, "Well, if you just tell me where to press." I was like, "Excuse me, have you not seen the ring on my finger?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, that's terrible. It's a very professional. Setup. That is, yeah. You're a manager, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. That's the scary part about it. So it's uh, this one's a. Uh, in comparison with the other two we've had so far, this is more akin to, I'd probably say a bit more golden in colour. A uh, slight haze to it. Um, not as dark as some of the IPAs we can get. Um, yeah. Well, I think, I think, yeah, I think it's one of those where you're either going to taste a lot of strength or you're going to have a lot of that bitterness from the from the hops. Given it's a 7.5 IPA, I just assume it's going to be very bitter. To be honest, so. as a 7.5, that is dangerous. Oh, okay, that's that a good sign. very okay. dangerous. I think there's a... It is basically a hybrid of what we both like out of IPAs. So you get that initial smack of the bitterness right at the start, but then there's kind of like that fruity smoothness to the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. But that, that does not taste 7.5% in the slightest. If I had a swig of that, I would have said that was like four and a half max. I think that is dangerously fruity as well. I think yeah. the fruitiness definitely comes out as well. Because like, you, you had it in the aroma as well, but yeah, like a little bit more, but... That body, like yeah, it's just you get the smack of the bitterness, so you do get the yeah. bitterness, but then well, it is bitter, smooth. but it's it's not that same kind of hoppiness that you get. Like when we talk about kind of a hoppy aftertaste of IPAs, there's none of that. That that is that is no, quite smooth. It's very very like, drinkable and very enjoyable as well. So uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm a big fan of that. Seven point five. I mean, and that it, it really doesn't taste. Which it you fair, and, and this <clears> is the thing I was I was worried about because we came from a four point five that we actually thought had very little complexity yeah. and stuff like that. I was actually expecting this to be over the top because of that the fact that that tastes that good considering we've had quite a watered down beer almost that yeah. is crazy it, it is a very, yeah. very very dangerous bit it's very enjoyable um, not really a lot I can associate it with it's not a citrus fruitness to it it's more of a tropical kind of element so yeah. I say cit- like citrus nose to it but uh, see, I can't like, I don't yeah, get the no. citrus at all but I do get the tropical fruit to it and it's very uh, I think we had one beer that was very similar in the fruity palate to it, but it wasn't the same kind of setup with the weather than the bitterness yeah. and the way it's like that kind of balance. But yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, so you get that initial bite. So like, yeah, because it is that tropical. It's but it's not like mango or passion fruit. No. That kind of tropical. It's yeah. Uh, but it's like you get that initial bite that you would get. Like, we had a guava beer with one, a so IPA. Like so like that that initial bite, but then that smoothness yeah. after it's just yeah, really really good. So I'm big fan, mm. big fan. But very dangerous as well with that uh, percentage. So I would say be, anybody who's trying it, be careful. <clears throat> yeah, because right. I think you could easily get drunk very quickly on that. Well, well that's but, our plan generally. Yeah. So. Uh, right, so I'm actually going to quickly talk about our fundraiser that we've got yeah. going on. I'll say ours, mine. Yeah. Um, so. This is good, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I donated, Chris, as, as all of our <laughs> lovely listeners could do, to support well, a very good cause. Well, literally, within the 24 hours, uh, it's less than 24 hours, actually, so uh, I set up a Just Giving page for a charity head shave for the uh, Birmingham Children's Hospital, which is what we referred to in our last episode as well. Um, there's a... Birmingham Children's Hospitals have been fantastic uh, from like the support level, uh, looking after like really really sick children and a wide variety of different problems and they just the service is like second to none. Yeah. I know you do, they do get support from the government, 
but the actual extra parts where they go the extra mile, they don't. That is including yeah. the funding, and they rely solely on, um, like, fundraising and people actually donating to their cause. There's, I, I've been quite surprised actually because I set it up uh, about one o'clock this morning. <clears throat> yeah, and actually been surprised that the amount of people that actually have benefited from the service at the place. Um, I've known, I've worked with people previously who have been, um, they're actually, they're adults are completely healthy now, but actually they've um, met their partners at Birmingham Children's Hospital when they were actually both like recovering from um, chemotherapy and stuff. Oh, wow. You know, like, the, the, that, it's touched a lot more people than what I actually realised. Yeah. So and what, that is it's the kind of sensitive subject that actually a lot of people don't normally yeah. talk about because, you know, the thing is, although there's a lot of joy, there's a lot of pain there sometimes for a lot of people. And so, you know, um, the well, fact that... It's a, it's a yeah. big thing that um, actually these type of things will affect us a lot in life generally, but it's so much harder when it's children. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's just a... It makes it like yeah. double or triple like intensity. Well, like I say, there, so, there are things you don't wish upon your worst enemy, let alone exactly, children, exactly your so, children. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so what I decided I was going to do. So it's actually the first of a couple of fundraisers I'm planning uh, throughout the yeah. year. I am hoping to get involved in a few. <clears> so the, uh, <laughs> well, the first one was the charity head shave. So I set a target of two hundred and fifty pounds. Um, that has actually already been hit less than 24 hours so thank you to everybody who has donated I do genuinely genuinely appreciate it and obviously all the children do um, and actually there's been some really nice messages of support from people about it as well so uh, what I'm actually thinking is possibly upping the target but then adding extra things to do just to make it a bit more interesting because I did say on there I was going to do if I hit the target I was doing Instagram live so but I've had suggestions from other people about okay so if you're going to do that maybe like you know double the target or do something else but then add extra bits to the challenge, just well, to make it a bit yeah, more Yeah, we could shave it and maybe model your hair in a certain way. Or, well, you no, know. well, there's not going to be any hair because it's gone. But no, we could, no, what I'm saying is we could style it first before we shave it. Maybe well, tr- see you with a mohawk off. Well, one of them first. was a, uh, like, shave your head and then neck a pint immediately after and then put the empty pint glass above my uh, freshly shaven oh, slap head. That's good. So that's good. that might be one of the options. Um, I'll do the neck in the pint thing with you. <laughs> yeah, and to be honest, though, one of the biggest questions that actually came quite frequently uh, was, why isn't James doing it? So I'll let you fill in. Why isn't James doing it? Yeah. Um, I... <laughs> so it makes you sound terrible. To be fair, it's just more... I don't I, know. A lot of comments were, uh, "Does he hate children?" And obviously, I said yes. Well, yeah, um, I, do, I do. Yeah, I do quite quite profusely. Um, I, to be fair, I know it sounds terrible. I just don't want to shave my head. There's a, I, and we talked we talked about a few other ideas that I'm happy to get involved in and stuff like <clears> that. <throat> it's just, you know, there's just certain things like that. So instead, I donated to the cause, which I'm happy to donate to. But um, a lot of people said, "Was it through selfishness?" Or something? It was, I'll, yeah. I'll, and I'll, and I'll you know you what? I, I happy, I happy, I happy say it is selfishness because it's just selfishness, selfish, selfish, yeah, yeah. selfish as well. It is very selfish. Uh, of me but I think it's just more and I, I know it sounds terrible I don't want to live with a shaven head I've never shaven my head I, I would I know this sounds terrible but at least it's something you have done in the past you have had a shaven head before I've never I've never done it it's not something and yeah, so if I hadn't had about it before it wouldn't make any difference for me it's the whole point of the cause oh no no, no and that doesn't take away from the cause by all means it's just one of those where for me personally it's just I, I don't want to I quite I, too far I, I have quite long hair not to rub that into you even more I've got long hair at the moment as well yeah yeah, I have. I mean, I haven't got the random tuft that looks like a weirdo, but uh, apart from that, I've still got quite long hair. Um, Don Johnson, my Don Johnson look. Yeah, but it's just one of those. I um, 
you know, I'm, we're, we're, we've got some other ideas in, in the pipeline, right? So, you know, I will be getting involved in some of them. It's, you know. Okay, so you heard it here first, people. He does hate children, and you just can't be bothered to shave his head. Yeah. So, if this uh, was trying to bully me into doing it, no, I'm not no, no, shaving no, no, my no, head. No, no, so that's that's generally people. That oh, no, that, that's fine. It's fine. I just, I know it sounds terrible. I'm just not doing it. And that, if that is me being bad, that's fine. I don't know. No, no, pe- people actually right. generally ask me to put that question to you because it would make you feel awkward. So uh, I said I would. It does a little bit, but at the same time, I'm, I'm very definitive. I'm, I'm not going to back down on it. Like, but. <laughs> So I, I, I suggested stupid ideas like um, walking from walking the distance of like the entire UK or something like from yeah. London <laughs> and we were like yeah maybe not which I am working on some of those ideas yeah and that's not the so, length yeah. of the UK but maybe having different starting points yeah. with Birmingham Children's Hospital being the end goal yeah because so, we also had the idea of combined things so if we were doing a distance then it could be combined between me and you in terms of totals and stuff if we wanted to make it a, a bigger total in terms of distance so um, but yeah but yeah, there's a lot of different options yeah, that yeah. we are uh, kind of like working our way through, really. So, um, but yeah, like I say, it's, it's only the first of like we're probably planning on at least two or three uh, yeah. before the end of the year. The important thing is make sure you click into our description, our bio, to then click on the link, which will then take you to kind of our link tree, and then it'll be at the top of our link tree. Yeah, so on, on Instagram and Twitter, uh, it's just in the bio, nice and easy to grab. Um, on Facebook, it was a little bit more awkward, so I've actually added it to the bottom of the post okay. just to make it easier for people to actually uh, access the link. But I say we've already hit yeah. our target so maybe, um, maybe we'll, we'll put a story out with the link embedded in it or something so that people can you know click on there or something like that. But yeah so um, we may embellish on there just to get the target a bit bigger because yeah. then I mean it's not like the money's going in our pockets or that it's going to people who are desperately yeah. desperately yeah. in need of help so and that's thing we, we don't benefit from this in any way that's no, the important it, so. the, the sole, the sole yeah. thing is I've, I've seen first hand how good this service is and how much people can rely on it especially when they're in particularly vulnerable situations I just want to make sure that I'm actually giving back yeah. to um, you know the people who actually need it and that's for me that's the most important thing I'm not bothered about uh, self-praise I'm not bothered about yeah. anything else yeah. the sole thing is to make sure that trying to give yeah. the money to the people yeah. who need it and that's it I mean you know some people like to do it for the egotistical reasons um or some people don't do it for egotistical or reasons. Some people just can, yeah, it's all about uh, me, myself, and I. But um, yeah, <laughs> I don't feel awkward. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, your reaction was better than what I hoped for. Yeah, yeah, I assumed it would be. <laughs> oh, I love, I love when you do stuff like well, that. Well, someone sent me a message going, uh, yeah. So is uh, that Kev? Yeah, yeah, of course it was Kev. <laughs> Yeah, because Kev donated. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. he sent a message to me. He was like, uh, so what about James? is like, well, yeah, he's not doing it. And, uh, yeah, it's very much a personal reason for me. <laughs> and I was like, he was like, well, are you going to put him under pressure? I was like, of course I am. Of course, of course you are, yeah. <laughs> what I love is, I, I, you have to get on the, you've given me the pressure right off off of uh, off of recording at all, but, you know, that's fine. Yeah. Fair, <laughs> mate. I, I, no, I'll just ask if you want to be involved. That's yeah. literally it. Uh, so, you know, you choose not to help children, it's fine. So, right, so that uh, the... El Guapo was the around the world for this episode. Now the uh, wild card for this. That's gonna make a really bad joke. It was, but yeah, we won't go there. We won't go there. Why not? No, I mean, no, 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 you, you, no, you, you no, 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 we can't. <laughs> Cancelled after twenty eight. <laughs> Fun. That we got a special next episode that you signed us up for. Oh yeah, me too. which I'm, which I'm <laughs> sure you forgot about. No, 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 we were. So the uh, the wild card for this episode is from Horizons uh, Brewing Company in Budapest. We've had a couple of their beers previously. Yeah. Um, 
we've been actually been a big fan of everything we've tried yeah. so far. Uh, this one is another double IPA. So we've had one on the last episode, but what we have noticed because we had one like previous as well, which was a, another double, which was uh, in last year. Double double, yeah. Yeah, double double. Um, there seems to be such a variation of what you can actually get from a double IPA. The main reason why I uh, chose this for the wild card was A, because the can has got very much like a brushstroke artwork effect to it, which looks very wild anyway. Yeah. But obviously with the name, can't go wrong. So this beer is called Double Gentle Bastard. which is kind You've of like been called that quite often, haven't you? Never been called gentle in my life. Aye. Maybe a double bastard, yeah. Um. <laughs> it just means we can say that word as well. <laughs> well, no, that's not banned. It's fine. I am one of those, actually. Not a double, but I am one. Yeah, my parents. My parents weren't married, but yeah, anyway, carry on. <laughs> Sorry. What? I was going to crack a joke, and then I realised it was really harsh, so I decided against it. <laughs> um, right. So basically, this is uh, everything you loved in Gentle Bastard, which we've never tried, so we have no idea. Uh, only double the pleasure. A robust IPA double that goes pleasure. down nice and easy. Oh, so, okay. So. So there is a beer called Gentle Bastard. Yeah. And this... So we... we cause it's the, kind of like the double punk thing. And that's what I'm thinking about. So we've or, had the punk IPA and the double punk. So. Or should I say that double punk was maybe a bit of a rip-off of the double Gentle Bastard because... Yeah, that's... The thing, Gentle know. Bastard was out well before double well, th- punk. This is, what I'm, this is what I'm curious about. And what we would say is double punk... Like a, I like punk IPA, <laughs> it but it was terrible. It was just too hoppy. It just they doubled the strength of everything. They didn't try and balance it yeah, to be you, that. You love punk hops. IPA. I don't it, like yeah, it. it, was, it was and horrible. we both had double. Uh, double it's one of the few beers. Too fair. It's one of the few beers again that I add to the list of beers I had to leave and throw away because I like I could not finish the whole can of it. It was a the alcohol strength was insanely high, and then on top of that, just the well, also, oh, just the hoppiness. Uh, double punk. Um, well, you, Punk IPA is one of your go-tos. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and that's you're, it. You're it's, a massive it's, fan of it. You know, and that's thing. So I'm hoping it's not... Well, this is 8%. So uh, mm. it's quite hazy in colour, which kind of expect. Slightly darker than the uh, Guapo IPA, but along, along the same kind of lines. It's not dark enough to get to, like, amber stage or anything like that. No. Um, you having a swig, or...? I was just going for the aroma first, to be fair. Well, the aroma... I'll... I, it's almost a bit The thing is, the last, the first double IPA. But I also had, smell hops. I, I think that's the thing. I well, did. the first double IPA we had was actually from Horizons. Yeah. And it was called Hazy Queen. Yeah. And that was, although it was a double IPA, it was so fruity. It was beautiful. It was a really, really enjoyable drink. So, But this one's gone down a, a different line to that. So this one should be more of what a traditional double IPA should be. So, yeah. um, okay. it's up to you. Do no, you I'll go for it. Okay. Um, yeah, it's very hazy though. You, you, it's definitely got that unrefined. I'm, I reckon it's one of those cans that when we actually pour it out, there's going to be like a lot of sediment at the bottom. But we could see. Ooh, quizzical look there, Jake. It's quizzical. It's, it is a nice aftertaste. I thought, from the body, I thought, God, this is going to be one of those really bitter aftertastes. And it is a lot of bitterness, um, at least in the body for me. But the aftertaste is actually really smooth. And it goes from being really hoppy to just going away very quickly. And that's that's actually really pleasant. The fruitiness actually saves it so much because there's that balance there. Like, yeah. that sweetness, <clears throat> although you do get a hit of hops, actually just completely carries it. Um and I, that's, that's, that's really positive. that's far more intense than what the hazy queen that we had previously which was more along the lines of like a New England IPA it's that initial is taste is really intense and that's what I thought oh god and then I was like actually that's, that's it's a weird. very strong bitterness to start off with but then yet like you say it does palate off very nicely to the fruit it's actually it's kind of like a more intense version of the El Guapo yeah 
Um, but again, you don't taste that strength either. So I know the strength. We found a lot of sessional beers. Well, you got. I think that actually, I, I can know the strength, the, the quality of the beers we've had with the strength of it. I know they're strong because I can feel my head going. But you know, it doesn't taste like they're that strong. I would say for me, with this one, you do get a little bit more of the strength and the aftertaste, like lingering more, there. More of the bit. That's yeah, more of the traditional IPA yeah. sort of. Effect, and so you, you do get a little bit more of that, but at the same time, no, that that is. It's just really pleasant, and that that's kind of crazy to me. Like, yeah. Given that's eight percent as well, like, considering the intensity that's yeah. in that beer as well, it doesn't feel intense, which is no. very very clever. Um, <clears throat> right, James. I think we come to that time. I'll let you go first because I believe I went last time. Okay, so, fair enough. Oh, uh, it's, it, it is it is difficult. Um, I'm not going to lie. Before we start, I believe everyone will be exactly the same. It, well, I think the thing is, we, we, we hate the same beers. The problem with the beers we like... Well, actually, no, we we don't hate any of them. Well, They've actually all been enjoyable, but there's ones that are Are you speaking better. for me? I might, yes. hate, I might hate them. I don't, but I might... I'm going to say... I think, <laughs> I'm being in comparison with the others. Oh, see, this is a difference. Yeah, I know. With, see, the listeners, they don't get to see your face. Your face is like a book. You can read exactly what your reaction is straight away. So... And well, you know the ones I'm quizzical about? Yeah, because I I hadn't recoiled or any... None of, the, none of these... I was about to say... None of these would have been featured on episode 14, but actually they're all pleasant, so they would have been featured <laughs> on episode 14. Very bitter that you, yeah, you're still... Do you realise that I still talk about episode uh, 14 to many, many people, and my infuriation the fact that all the, a lot of those beers were actually really I think pleasant. what we need is a tried and tested where we know they're going to be horrible, just so we're 100% sure that every beer on that camera we're going to hate. No, um, well, you know, I so. think, you know what, what we should do is do another one. Yeah. Further down the line, but where we again, where we just, but I'm because we've picked up more and more things of what we like and what we don't like. I'm going to mean purposely pick things that I know for a fact we hate. Yeah, I think that's going to have to be the game. What I love is you'll find the one type of bill. <laughs> it will still happen. It will still happen. Oh, no, yeah. yeah, it's just so hard to. But okay. also, we should get uh, Ugga Dan back because he was hilarious, but he needs his own camera. Yeah, we'll make sure we'll have Ugga Cam. Ugga Cam. Ugga Cam. Ugga Cam. Ugga Cam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing the little. You can have a little mark in the corner as well when it flips over. It'll be great. Okay, so um, I think I think last, which I'm guessing is going to be the same for both of us. Okay, is going to be the sky. Uh, I love sky black. Okay, okay. just because mm-hmm. very sessionable, very pleasant, but actually, I'd say I hate it. It was. Um, <laughs> I so want to just kind of rip into it, but I can't. Um, it's a it's a nice bit. Yeah, it's just generic. There isn't much to it, it's right? Bland, and and yeah. yeah, bland. That's. Pro- the very word I was looking for. You don't know what word you're going to use when you come to that. Um, but if it's a carbon copy of the order, I don't need to do it. Yeah, so, <laughs> so next, Innocent Gun, uh, Blood Bread Sky is going to be my, my uh, third. Okay. Um, again, very pleasant. I really do think it's well balanced with the rum uh, barrel. And I think you're right in terms of stout versus ale, that kind of combination is a very pleasant drink. But again, for me... Compared to the other two, it does lack a little bit. And so actually, it's not like a really close third for me. It is a little bit further out just because, again, it's quite generic. And yeah. there isn't, mu- again, there isn't, you know, that same level to it. The complexity for me, when I said complexity, comes from the rum taste. And I think yeah. from having like whiskey um, aged stouts before and stuff like that, and that you never get that right combination of fruitiness from the rum and the beer. And so oh, that really? picked it up okay. quite well, in my opinion. I've had a lot of the whiskey beers I've had. I've always been quite disappointed. I've had some like um, uh, aged like champagne barrels and stuff like, that, and I've absolutely despised them. I think yeah. they're awful. But I, I think that was a 
and much more balanced and, and, that, a, and that's a, what a, a well balanced oh yeah a well balanced one yeah so um, and then to be fair it's going to be El what did you call it not El Guapo what did you call it listen Mustafa El Guado you can't say anything El Guado <laughs> <laughs> sorry don't make me lose it uh, so <laughs> O'Connor's El Guado uh, <laughs> damn it oh yes yes there you go saved completely you threw me off uh, O'Connor's El Guapo is going to be my next. Uh, again, really pleasant IPA. Really nice tropicalness to it as well. Mm. So really nice tropical fruit to it with that kind of bitterness. But again, no like aftertaste that's lingering or anything like that. Again, sessionable. Doesn't taste like 7.5%. Not in a slightest I, I mean, <laughs> I think all three of the, the line of our top three yeah. is really dangerous. And then that, of course, leaves the Horizon beer, which again, we need to obviously look at it right because so, so far it has done no wrong in our eyes I think and I think we're both there so the double gentle bastard that is just really really smooth towards the end as well and like I said given the amount of flavour that hits you at the start there is none of that in the body or the aftertaste and that is just really pleasant um, and actually of all of them that's the one I want to go back to more so right well uh, my order the exact same unfortunately is a carbon copy of yours oh no no <laughs> we hate it when we agree. Yeah, we do actually. We However, like we like the contention, but those beers just there's no way on earth you can argue with that. I mean, the sky black it was yeah. easy drinking, but it was again they're all special. pleasant. Actually, we find it hard when we have four yeah. pleasant beers to agree. Actually, so this is a rarity in itself, which yeah. shows how good these beers are in that way. But you know, in terms of that step up, almost we we drank it in the right order, almost in terms yeah. of that step up. I think apart from the first two, with well, no, actually, that, I think that was quite good because it actually. Like you yeah. said, the exposure to the extra alcohol yeah. in the El Wapo, you couldn't pick it up, despite mm. the fact that it was such an increase in the in the alcohol content. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've got to be honest, Horizon to fast becoming one of my favourite breweries. Yeah. Um, I haven't had a single thing It, it makes me that, want to, yeah, it makes me want to resubscribe to more of Beer 52, just <laughs> on the off chance that I get one of them. But I or think we we're, could just try and get some uh, I think we're gonna, with Horizon too. I'm not like, well, I think we're going to have to, just like, honestly, just try and get like a... But yeah, Horizons, I haven't had a single thing from that has been bad. It's absolutely fantastic. There's some other breweries locally, I believe, that, or at least UK-based, that go along the similar sort of lines. So we need to probably explore a bit of those as well. Um, But yeah, Yeah, if they they want two English people to help them (laughs) start up an English uh, pub over here and Horizon Brewery names... I can think of a couple of people. Just, just saying. Just saying. So. Yeah. So Sky Black in fourth, the Innocent Gun, Gun Blood Red Sky in third, the Aguapo in second, and Double Gentle Bastard top. It's yeah. absolutely stunning. And eight percent. It just doesn't taste like it. It's fantastic. Uh, right, people. Thank you very much for joining us again. Uh, as we said earlier, our next episode is our sub episode. So the very one you, special. I can't believe it's been that long since we, uh, we actually were talking about. Oh, that's yeah, it's miles crazy. away. It's fine. It's crazy. We've already got the tops ready. We've already got our selection. Just need to get the machines ready. And then, uh, and also I need to find somewhere that's actually big enough for me to take a, like a photo of the machine and also the four tops to go with it. That's going to be a challenge in itself. That is going to be a challenge. Especially with the weather we've got at the moment. It's not like a few sets. I'll be like the crystal so. maze. It'll be amazing. <laughs> uh, but yes, so that's what we've got coming up next time. Thank you very much for joining us. Make sure you go and uh, donate to the cause. I'll you know, check out where you're going. Yeah, yeah, so I was... <laughs> I think so was I as I was saying it, but yeah, make sure you go. Make sure you. you uh... <laughs> sorry, my my brain hasn't kicked in yet. Sorry, make sure you go over to our social media and you donate to the children's hospital cause that we're doing. It's okay, James. Fundraiser. We'll all do a KFC okay. pizza in a minute. You'll be uh, yes. happy. Oh. Which obviously you clearly forgot about again. Yeah, and next episode we'll be talking about combinations of food that they do between different people. <laughs> we'll tell you our review of the KFC pizza. I can't wait. 
Not bad, not yeah. bad. Right, yeah, yeah, thank you very much for joining us, people. Uh, it has been very enjoyable. Uh, thank you for everybody who's donating and everybody who will donate. Uh, all the links on our link tree, across all our social media. Please, by all means, uh, spread the news about it and obviously when it comes to listening to our podcast, if you enjoy it, tell your friends. Uh, but yeah, we'll speak to you in episode 29. Thanks, boy.